Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. Jason Jimenez with you as always. So glad that you're tuning into a podcast as we continue our chronological study in the gospel accounts. Now, if you've been following along, you know that we right now are in the Sermon on the Mount. Last podcast and podcast 36, today is 37, we talked about not being anxious about anything. And we really looked at what that meant, that sometimes when we get so anxious and so stressed out, it's because we're focusing on earthly things. We're troubled by them. We're troubled in our relationships. We're troubled in how we're going to pay our bills. And one of the main things we looked at is because we don't trust the Lord because we lack faith. So I provided some practical ways of how we can grow in our faith and our understanding and love and trust in the Lord and overcome anxiety in our lives. Well, now today we find ourselves in Matthew chapter seven, verses one through six. And the title for today's podcast is, is it okay to judge? Now you and I know that phrase, judge not, least you be judged is certainly a phrase that has been used and abused, not only in the church, but also with people outside the church. I can't tell how many times I've had people come to me and say, judge not, least you be judged, Jason. And you know what? I think people oftentimes mean you know, well when they say it, uh, but I think we oftentimes, when we're told that, it's been used um, uh, incorrectly. It's been taken out of context. And so today I want to address that. I want to focus in on what Jesus really meant when he says, judge not, least you be judged. So let me just go ahead and tell you the main big idea for today's podcast is we are not to judge hypocritically, but we are to judge righteously. That's what Jesus meant. You and I have different perspectives on life. We have different ways of looking at things. We have different views politically. We have different uh, beliefs when it comes to religion or how to raise our family. But how do you navigate in life with people, even as a Christian, when they disagree with you on non-essential things? Or when you have people in your life, in your workplace or at school who disagree with you on essential matters when it comes to spiritual things, that there is a God or there isn't a God, or that Buddhism is true, that Islam is true, that Christianity is true, or some Christianity is true, but this other religious perspective is true as well. How do you navigate through those discussions and how can you disagree with people without coming off as as though you're judging them the way oftentimes people say? Now, I will say this when it comes to tactics, oftentimes when people say judge, not least you be judged, of course, they they in response are judging you. So it's kind of a hypocritical approach themselves. They may not be uh, totally and clearly aware with that. So judging others is unavoidable. We will do it. The question is, is though, why? Why are you judging someone on account of what? Is it because they're, you don't like them? Is it because you're trying to uh, disprove them on something to make yourself look better? So we're going to be looking at, again, the Sermon on the Mount is all about motives and intent. So we're going to be looking at that today. And this is going to strike a chord on all of us because I do believe we oftentimes use that phrase, judge not least you be judged, but we're the ones who do, do the judging, but we don't let other people do it to us because we're prideful, because we don't want people to correct us. That applies to me as I'm sure... Uh, as I'm sure as, as it applies to you um, as you're listening to this podcast. So Jesus in Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 6 today is going to teach in a way of how we're not to deal with others. Okay, so this is kind of in a negative light. 
And I think oftentimes people get settled in that and that's all they see. But what we're going to be seeing in the next podcast is how we are to deal with people in a positive light. So as we look at the negative, judge not, like these are things you're not to do. This is about not being a hypocrite and being self-righteous in the way that we measure our judgment or how we evaluate or judge people on account of what they do in our lives or what they fail to do in our lives. So this is a big, huge topic, not just a controversial one, but certainly just in our own lives as a human being, we can oftentimes misjudge people or judge people harshly and it will affect people. As I'm sure you know, it's probably affected you many Many times in many stages of your life, as I'm, as I'm being honest with you, that it has in my life and how people have judged me and have hurt me and have been hypocrites and how I've even been a hypocrite in my judgment. So as we look at this, though, and as I was reflecting my own life, as I was preparing and studying my own devotion time and then preparing for this podcast, I was really allowing God to speak to me as I was looking at this passage. And so as I go through this passage with you on today's podcast, my prayer, brother and sister, is that it will encourage you, not discourage you, but it will encourage you to go out and judge people righteously. Okay, so with that being said, let's dive into Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. It says, Judge not that you not be judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Okay, so that is the passage that we have before us. So, I've broken up into three parts. The first one is the measure of judgment that we'll see in verses one and two. The second thing we're going to be seeing on today's podcast is how we can oftentimes become blinded in our judgment. We'll be seeing that in verses three and five, as I just read. And the last and final point, the third point is giving us some guidance in our judgment based on what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter seven, verse six. So let's jump right into verse one and let's define this word judge. This is a key word. So we need to have proper context of how Jesus is using it in order for us to know how to judge appropriately. So the word judge in Greek here is to condemn a person as guilty. Now, if you look at the cross-referencing of this in Luke chapter six, verse 37, It has a better rendering than here in Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. The first thing that we have to understand is that judgment starts with us. It starts with you. It starts with me. You see, the Pharisees thought that they had the right to judge anyone at any time. They condemned and they criticized all the time. Here Jesus comes on scene, and it's very refreshing He doesn't come to condemn people. He comes to save people. So Jesus is saying that we're not to go around because he didn't. We're not to go around thinking that we're always better than everyone else and that therefore we have a right to just judge people and give our opinion and tell them what to do. Judgment is not to be based on our own righteousness. It's not to be based on our views and our motives solely. It's to be based on the standards of God. So when when Jesus says judge not, he says don't condemn people as guilty. Don't immediately just go around 
thinking that everyone else is wrong and you're always right. So that's what he means when you say the phrase, judge not least you be judged. So if I'm not condemning you, if I'm not criticizing you, you may think that, but if my intent isn't, then you're judging me. You're judging my heart. See, sometimes we can get focused on judging someone based on their views, all right, or their stance on a particular issue. And so we're going to judge them on account of that, what their view is on whether they believe in same-sex marriage or not, whether they believe the Bible is an infallible word of God, whether they are pro-choice or pro-life. These are not just topics. These are fundamental issues that are foundational. They're important. And so just because I oppose someone or have a disagreement, if they're pro-choice and I'm pro-life, that doesn't mean I condemn the person, that I'm criticizing them as a human being. We're all made in the image of God, but I'm judging righteously on facts, not on feelings. And if someone is going to be harsh about it, uh, and I judge them on account of it, say that you're being hostile, again, I'm not condemning that person. Now, if I say because they don't agree with me and because they support a woman's right, for example, um, to abort their baby, um, and I try to attack them or malign them or threaten them, that's what Jesus is saying. That's not what we're supposed to do. Okay, so that's the proper context here is not to condemn a person as guilty without first trying to reconcile the situation. So the key thing here is that we are making sure that we are judging on account of someone's motive through the standard of God, not just their political views don't align to mine. Remember when Jesus said in John chapter 7 verse 24, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. So I'm not to just go around and be the shallow person who judges people on the way they look or how they dress or stylistically if they align themselves with me or I'm friends with you because you have money or I'm friends with you because you know the people that I know or I'm only friends with you because you go to the church that I go to. See, we judge hypocritically all the time in the church world. You know, I don't hang out with you because you're Presbyterian. You don't hang out with me because I'm Baptist. I don't hang out with him because he's Methodist, whatever. And again, I'm not, as you know me, I'm not a denominational guy. And that's one reason. Because when we are, we tend to judge people hypocritically. We condemn them because we believe if they're not a part of uh, our church, if they don't associate or align themselves with our denomination, they're wrong. We're better than they are. So that's not what we're to do. We know that. For example, in James chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, James put it this way. He says, do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? See, the bottom line is if you think you're the lawgiver, if you ultimately think you're the judge and what you say goes, that's wrong. God is the standard. We, my friend, are called to love. We're not called to slander our neighbor. So that's a good way of putting that phrase, slander not, lest you be slandered, okay? We are to love. We are not to inappropriately judge others. We're not to put people down to, and, to by, and, and when we do it, to make ourselves look better, Uh, That shows contempt for God. And that's what Jesus is telling us to be aware of, is that when you mistreat people like that, um, you are showing contempt for God. And so we have to really be careful in how we go about judging people. Now, notice this other phrase here in verse 2, 
For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. This word pronounce means to charge as liable, to condemn. See, the degree in which you judge others, you will be judged in return. If you judge harshly, harsh judgment will indeed fall on you. Not for man, though. Not just for man. It won't just ruin your relationships. It will, it will ruin your relationship with God. Because ultimate judgment, my friend, will come from God. That's why the next uh, phrase here that Jesus says here in verse 2, measure you use, it will be measured to you. See, what he's saying here is doesn't necessarily apply just solely to human relationships. It's, it's way more than that. It has to do with our relationship with God. God will judge you and me based on our measure of knowledge, love, and forgiveness that we have for others. So if you and I extend mercy, we will lead in mercy. People will be merciful to us. If we condemn, if we have condemnation in our hearts, it will lead others to condemn us. If we forgive, others will forgive us. Luke 6.38 puts it this way, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Paul said this in Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So in recapping the first part in this passage is you have to be aware, my friend, of the measure of judgment that you're giving. That is key. If you're harsh, harsh judgment will follow. If you're merciful, if you're kind, that will result. That does not mean that you and I are not going to live life in disagreement and opposition with people. Okay? We have to be careful. I can have conversation with people that uh, don't believe in God, for example, and they can be pretty harsh with t- towards me, but my standard is God. They're not my standard. Just because they may be harsh and judging me hypocritically doesn't give me the right to do so. So keep in mind when it comes to judgment is the measure, the level of judgment. Now the second thing we lead into blindness now. This is where we get into the discussion. Notice verse 3, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? So notice that Jesus is calling this out because this is something that we do uh, inherently in all of us is that we oftentimes see the faults of others before we even recognize a fault on our own. Now, this key word here, speck, it's nothing more than a dried out piece of wood. It's like a splinter. And so notice what Jesus uses here. He uses the eye to this splinter. Now, you and I don't, we don't like anything in our eyes, right? Because it's very sensitive. And the reason why Jesus is using the eye is for two reasons. The first is because in previous passages in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus referred to the eye as what? It is, it's a purifying to, to the body. In Matthew 6, and 23, Jesus taught about the eye being the lamp of the body. And the body is only healthy when the eye is healthy. So when we judge others self-righteously, when we put people down, it exposes the darkness in our own life. The second reason why Jesus uses the eye, and as I earlier said in the beginning of the podcast, is this is a sensitive topic. The eye is a sensitive thing. So a little splinter is enough to irritate the eye and needs to be removed in order, in order to avoid you know, further irritation or damage. So Jesus' point 
is that we are to not condemn people and their small offenses or in their small sins when you and I are overlooking a habitual thing in our own life. So in verse three, when he says, uh, notice the log that is in your own eye, the word log here is a beam. It's a joist, uh, joist that holds up the house. So here you have a little splinter and you're saying, Hey, friend, brother, sister, look at the splinter. Look at this little sin in your life. And yet you have this huge law log that holds the house up. So when you and I have so much condemnation, so much sin in our own life, you and I will not be able right? We're literally blinded spiritually in that sense. We're not able to see clearly of any other sin in our, in any, any type of sin in our life. If we're so fixated on the, on the sins of other people, the greater the sin in our life, the greater the hypocrisy. That's the bottom line. The greater the sin in our life, the greater the hypocrisy and the greater hypocrisy that you see in your life is because the greater the sin in your life and it ultimately will lead to condemnation because when the sin, when you and I allow sin to grow, my friend, when you and I become like the Pharisees, when we become so self-righteous, it gets to a point in our lives where we're not asking God to work in our lives. We're not asking for the lamp of our body to be purified. We're, we're so unhealthy to the point where he says in verse four, he says, you're so blinded that you think that you're good enough to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This isn't truly dealing with your own problems. You know, it's easier to point out the sins of others rather than to admit your own. And, and quite frankly, there is no care. There is no gentle approach when you are living in a sinful, habitual lifestyle, and yet you think you can be the one to call other people's lifestyles out when they do something wrong. You know, I hate to mention this, but right now as I'm doing this podcast, um, it just it just uh, came out that Matt Lauer, you know, he's been on NBC for today for well over 20 years, and uh, he's one of the biggest faces for NBC, and now it came out that he had inappropriately uh, touched a woman, I don't know to what degree, and of course it's shocking for most people to hear the news, and right now we're just getting slammed every day, uh, another uh, big Hollywood star or or a producer, or journalist, or a politician, whatever, is being accused of doing that. And that's wrong. If, if in fact, Matt Lauer did that, it's completely and totally wrong. Well, what's so hypocritical about it is that Matt Lauer has sat, sat with many people who've been accused and also have been uh, found guilty, if you will, and have come out and apologized for how they treated a woman or something in the past sexually if they've abused them. And, and so Matt Lauer's like out there, you know, interviewing these people and calling them out and being like this purest journalist, you know, and, and good for you, Matt. And you're asking the tough questions. And I remember recently he was interviewing, uh, Bill O'Reilly and all he cared about to ask was about these accusations and did you pay them off and this and that. And well, the same time in which he did the interview, apparently, uh, Matt Lauer previous to this interview had assaulted a woman had touched or advanced her inappropriately again, to what degree we don't know, but NBC took swift action and they fired him after all these years. See, that is a plain example of, see, Matt Lauer's out there, you know, calling these people out and saying, hey, you know, you got this spec, you got this sin in your life and you need to deal with it. And he's like this, like part of like the Justice League. And yet, unfortunately, to come to find out is he's in the same sin. That's what we're not supposed to do. You and I understand that, but it's so hard sometimes to break the cycle that's why Jesus says here in verse five, you're a hypocrite. 
the first thing that you and I need to do when it comes to judgment is we need to take out the log out of our own eye. That's what Jesus says. And then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. See, that's the other thing when it comes to judgment, my friend. We are called to take specks out of our brother's eye as long as we're not blinded. As long as we recognize our own, our own shortcomings. Jesus gives the order when dealing with the sins of others. First, don't be a hypocrite, right? Second, deal with your own sin. Third, remove sin from your life. Fourth, once you're able to see clearly and do those things, then you will be able to assist others. And finally, number five, then you can help remove the sin in your friend's life with care, with gentleness. Because when we go through the process and allow God to work in our lives and allow other people in our, that God has placed in our lives to help us, we will be helpful to others. Which leads me to my third and final point, guidance. So we talked about the measure of judgment. We talked about blindness and judgment. Now let's look at guidance. Notice this phrase in verse six, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs. This is a very confusing passage, but notice it's linked directly to judgment. So let's understand what Jesus meant. After dealing with judging others, which we just talked about takes considerable care. Jesus now gives his followers on, you know, some advice uh, on how to discern properly uh, those who are, for example, sheep, wolves, dogs, and pigs. So here's the point. A, sh- a, sh- a sheep in those days in the culture and understanding the context were the innocent followers, right? Wolves obviously take advantage of the sheep. They'll devour them. Dogs and pigs are undefiled. Dogs back then were not domesticated like they are today. So they would go around, they'd feed on anything. So what Jesus is saying is, you know, you and I wouldn't feed our families um, food that is given to stray dogs. So the point being is that there are things that God has declared to be holy that he's entrusted with, uh, he's entrusted us with. For example, Paul referred to treasures and jars of clay in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. So God has given us these treasures as Christians and we're like jars of clay. We're defiled. We're struggling. We're going to judge people hypocritically at times. But we have to be discerning of how we go about with the things that God has given us. We have to appreciate and not take advantage of the things that God has done in our lives and not just to toss it aside. We're not just to throw things out. That's the phrase, pearls before pigs. It means that we're not to throw something of value out, out there to people who won't appreciate it. So we have to be discerning when it comes to this. And when we discern appropriately, we will judge appropriately. That's the kind of guidance we need to have in judgment. It's important. We will encounter people who are like dogs, who are like pigs. We will encounter people who are like wolves. So we have to have discernment. Jesus was saying that. He was labeling certain people as unclean. There will be certain people who are haters of God. There will be certain people who are untrained in the ways of the truth. They don't know. And because they don't know, we don't think, well, I know and you don't, and therefore I'm better. That's the kind of guidance and discernment, my friend, we need to bring into our relationships and how we judge. That's why this last phrase, at least they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. That phrase right there is saying that we must discern the situation. We must be careful, my friend, uh, not to jeopardize the message of the gospel, not to jeopardize our witness. You know, the two examples of discerning when to speak and not to speak, lest you be attacked or be trampled upon in a spiritual sense and jeopardize the gospel messages. Remember when Jesus didn't say a word to Herod in Luke chapter 23, verse 9? Why? Because Jesus knew that Herod was hardened 
that he didn't care that he was in his glory. He was a king. He was wealthy. And he mocked Jesus. He heard about Jesus, but he thought he was a sorcerer. And then when Jesus didn't deliver and entertain him, like he was used to people doing and belittling people, um, then he had nothing to do with you, right? He just would get rid of you, whether he would kill that person or throw them in prison or torture them or whatever. Jesus didn't say anything to him because he knew that if he did, if he tried to explain himself before a dog, before a pig like Herod, and again, that's not a name, it's not name calling Herod, was saying in context of an unclean person who denies the truth or thinks they're, they're the, the standard of truth. You got to be careful. And, and the last example was, remember when Paul refused to argue with a crowd that rejected his teaching from Jesus in Acts chapter 13 and verses 44 through 49, he was done with them. He knew that if he, if he tried to reason with them, if he tried to have a conversation, he'd be jeopardizing his own life. So if Jesus and Paul were careful in how they judged the situation and the people, we need to be even more so because we're not Jesus and we're not Paul, right? So hopefully, my friend, the, that context about judgment and that phrase, judge not least you be judged, you can understand you know, a little bit better about you know, how to go about in your life, how to use the measure of judgment in a righteous manner. Remember, judgment starts with us. Number two, making sure that we don't, we're not blinded in our judgment, that we're not going out there trying to remove the speck in other people's eyes when we have a plank in our own eye. We need to remove that. We need to confess our sin, get right with God before we can help other people do the same. And, and lastly, here in this guidance, when it comes to judgment, we're not to just toss things out to unholy people. And we're not to put ourselves in situations where people trample um, on the very word of God. We're to be discerning and we're to be careful. And a good way to go about doing that in our judgment is to know our audience, to know the situation. And one of the things real quickly before I end this podcast, what I do, my friend, is any situation I go into, particularly I would say this when I'm walking into a situation where I'm going to be dealing with a large a crowd of people is God, give me discernment. Give me the patience. May not may I not think that I'm better than 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 I really am. May I come as your servant, listen to your people, understand them. And if there's some hate there, if, if there's some animosity, if there's some tension, whatever the, whatever it is, God, I just pray that you give me the ability to respond to your people. So hopefully that helps you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you for listening this whole time in this podcast and be sure to support the ongoing work that we're doing because without you, I wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the Word of God.